Welcome to the Stories of Life podcast. Are you an entrepreneur searching for God-centered mentors and inspiration to help you build your business on a foundation of purpose and passion? Are you striving for success or seeking to serve the kingdom? Do you want to build your business His way? You're in luck, friend. I'm Heather, and I'm so excited to share the stories of people just like you who are not only a light for Christ through their business, but are willing to share their wisdom and pour into you. Get excited for today's interview. Okay, you guys, I am so excited as this is a big pivotal shift in the podcast as I'm going to be introducing you guys to someone who is very, very special to me. And she is going to help me sort of transition the amazing blessing that this podcast has been specific to network marketing into featuring stories of light and their faith and business journeys, not just within network marketing. And Stephanie Gass, who is my guest with me today, she is the podcast host of the Stephanie Gass show, but she is also my podcast coach and everything I learned about how to produce and really lean into God's vision for what I wanted this podcast to look like. She has guided me the whole way. So it's a really big deal for her to take the time to be with me today, but also to share her faith journey, some experiences in network marketing, but certainly lots and lots of experiences where the Lord has guided her focus in terms of her podcasting coaching business and her actual podcast itself. So Steph, thank you so much for being here today, girl. Yes, you're welcome. Hello, everybody. So excited. Well, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little nervous to interview the pro here, (laughs) but I'm so excited to dive in and I would love to just learn maybe a little bit more of the backstory before we get into the business and where you are now, maybe just a little bit about your life growing up, where you're from, where you live now, give us the backstory. Yeah, sure. So I grew up in White Rock right outside of Los Alamos, New Mexico, and I have a brother and I grew up with my mom and dad and my dad was very, you know, get a corporate job and have stability. And that's just the way that they grew up generationally, you know, and his grandpa lived through the Great Depression. And then my dad was like the first one to go to college. So that was all very, very important to him. And my mom was is just a lover. You know, my mom just <laughs> that supporter. She's that helper. So I got the really the best of two very different types of people. And I'm just a natural born achiever. Mm. And I think what's so great is that God creates us for such amazing good. And then sometimes those amazing pieces of our personalities we allow our flesh to really grab onto those and for it to become maybe an idol in our lives. Mm -hmm. So I'll walk you guys through how I had those ups and those downs. Anyways, long story short, went to college, got a degree in finance and accounting, became the youngest financial controller in this global company by the age of 27 and married to my phone, already being becoming this workaholic type personality and realizing that achievement felt really good, right? Oh man, achievement and money and making six figures in my 20s. Wow, this is amazing. And I was a Christian. I have air quotes going. You know, <laughs> I, I was saved. I was saved at nine and truly saved at nine. And then, you know, kind of fell away and always believed in Jesus. And I associated with Christianity, but I didn't have a relationship. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't even know that was possible. And so I went on my merry little fleshly way and built this amazing thriving career. Well, ended up getting engaged. 28-ish. And the company that I was working for shut down. And they Mm -hmm. said, you can move to Germany and become Mm -hmm. a controller over there, or you can be laid off. And it was kind of this pivotal moment of what are we going to do? You know? And so I went to my then fiance and now husband and 
said, what should we do? And he's like, well, we want to have kids. So you're going to have to find something here. Like our whole families are here. And I was like, okay. And thinking of having kids really put in my heart, like I'd want to stay home with them. I just thought that that sounded so amazing and fun and staying home and somehow being able to work around that. So my mom at the time, this was back in 2003-ish, I think, she got introduced to a network marketing company mm-hmm. and she joined. The rest of my family joined. It was the first one in my state, really. Like it wasn't big yet mm-hmm. where people were like the fire and the rage and like the trend of it. And so she was one of the first people. And I was like, well, wow, why don't I just do that? I can work from home. <laughs> I'm a go-getter, you know, like I could figure this out. So I went ahead and had no other job, no other option, but to make that work. So I joined a network marketing company and I was all in, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just my personality and didn't pray before I did it. Didn't pray to have God help me on this journey. Cause like I didn't, again, I wasn't in that place. So within gosh, it was four years. I climbed to the top of that company. I'm talking, you know, the $60,000 bonuses, the trips, the cars, every piece of success that you could check off of a box and everything else was falling apart. Mm. So my health was falling apart. I was having massive anxiety attacks. I had gained a ton of weight from anxiety eating and emotional eating. My marriage and my kids were second to this business. My health was second to the business. My spirituality was really nowhere to be found, you know? And and it was kind of like, okay. When I look back on Stephanie in that timeframe, I thought that when I make it, then I'll have time for them. You know, when we have enough money and when's enough, you know, I was making great money, then I'll be able to be present. And so what's so cool is I think that sometimes we blame Satan for everything. You know, we're like, oh, spiritual warfare and Satan came after me and ha, like rebuke you. Well, the situation was like, God allowed me to go through something super painful so that I could search for him. And in 2016, my company went through a rebrand And it wasn't the company's fault. It wouldn't have mattered where I was at, but the organization just kind of crumbled from underneath me. And the harder I worked, I couldn't rebuild it. My eggs were all in one basket and that basket was smashed and it couldn't hold anything anymore. And no matter what I did, as many eggs as I put back in, they fell out the basket. And this was like everything I could do to just feel like an utter and complete failure. And it was the first time in my life, Heather, that I had ever failed at business, at being successful. And so it questioned my entire identity in that moment. Well, if I am not successful in business and in this network marketing company that became my identity, who am I? There was this moment where I went to pay bills. There was no money left. It was like in a year, gone. Our cash flow was gone. And my husband had to sell his Harley to pay the bills. We had to borrow money from my two-year-old at the time, his savings account to pay the bills. I'm 60 pounds overweight, pregnant with my next child. And I'm just black mascara tears all over the place. Like, God, I'm done. What was it for? I spent all of these years pouring my heart and soul into building this empire that was purely for my own worldly desire. And it's completely shattered. What now? What was it for? And that was the moment that I was like, I am so done doing this my way because look where that left me. And so I got out this sheet of paper and I wrote on this paper, Heather, all the things God wanted me to be instead of the things I wanted me to be. And it started with, he wants me to know him. If I don't hear from God, then I won't know what to do next. I'm just sitting here watching Netflix, crying into my Doritos at this point. I'm like, there's nothing for me to do now. Like I'm a failure, you know? 
Like it was awful. It was an awful year. I call it my Britney Spears breakdown year, 2016, where she hit the car, like with the umbrella, like that was me short of shaving my hair. Yeah, off, I like, said, hopefully you didn't shave your head. <laughs> I had one of those moments and dyed my hair red actually. So I have been there yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Throughout like identity crisis. So the next thing was like, I'm going to be a godly wife and I'm going to be a present mother and I'm going to get my health back in order. And I'm going to be back in the church and figure out these godly mentors. Like nowhere on the paper did it say like build a thriving multi six figure business. I let that go, which was so weird knowing like who I inherently am and that that had been so important to me. So I set out to do that. I invested in a gym I couldn't afford and I started going and I forced myself to play with the kids when I hadn't done that, you know, and I got back into true relationship with everyone around me that I had let go of. And I went to church. I started going back to our church again and praying again, like, Lord, what does this even mean to have a relationship with you? And I'm standing in worship one day and I'm like, that's it. Like, I just truly surrender. Like I need Holy Spirit to lead me. I need you. And I felt Holy Spirit just come and completely wash through me. And there was just chills and I was sobbing in that moment. And I knew I could have this relationship with him because I could physically feel the presence of God in that moment. And it changed my whole life. And from that moment on, Heather, for the last, whatever that is, four years, I wake up every day and God gets the best of me. And I talk to him every hour throughout the day. I am literally yours. Use my hands, use my feet, use my voice, use this podcast, use my entire existence to glorify you. And whatever favor comes from that or doesn't come from that, I'm here for it. And the cool part, last piece of the story is that through that, through that surrender and through that obedience, he has done infinitely more than I could have ever done on my own. The business he's created, that's his. I'm super untied to the money at this point, which is so fun to like watch money come in and be like, God, what do you want me to do with this? I don't have any tie to it. It's so liberating to realize I don't have pressure because it's his. And he's built this incredibly successful, thriving kingdom business where I help women get clarity on their calling and then use that gifting to build a profitable online business using podcasting and courses. Why? Because that gives us time and space to step out of social media completely to step out of the 24 seven hustle and to build a profitable business from behind a mic in our PJs around our children, be present in our lives and still use our gifts to bless others. And it feels like a literal dream. Cam done. Love it. You packed so much goodness in there. And I love that you can see the Lord's hand in all of it, even the really, really hard times. And like you said, hitting rock bottom, but the fact that you can look back and see how it was for you and shaping you into who he wants you to be so that you can go out and serve others like me (laughs) who are trying to just then disciple other people to strengthen their faith journey and business. So I think that is amazing. And I know it's hard because I had the same experience in traditional business and having had my breaking point in that exact same striving and kind of fleshly, like I've worked in fashion, I had a boutique for over 15 years. And so it's really hard not to get wrapped up in some of those really fleshly worldly goals. And I think it's the same thing in network marketing as well. It's really easy to lean into sin, to be honest. And I think that's often what we see within the network marketing field is is people who are just tempted and are not able to really lean on the Lord in that way. And can I just say one thing? Because I know a lot of network marketers are listening to this episode. This is no shade to network marketing. What it's shade to is the way that you are taught to have all your eggs in one basket that you don't own. Now, I don't care what company you're with. You don't own it, period, end of story, no matter what they tell you. 
they own it. They own the distribution and the product and the marketing, and the comp plan and every single thing. And so if one day they decide to change the comp plan and cut in half, your income's cut in half. So the best thing I can tell you is there's nothing wrong with network marketing as an income stream to something bigger that is a calling work for you as long as it fits in. I have many, many successful clients and customers who have an income stream that is a network marketing product, but their actual revenue, the majority of their profit margin comes from their own courses and coaching and products down the road. So it's something you can scale into, but begin thinking about how can I diversify? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's great. Excellent advice. Cause I know that's something that, especially a lot of top leaders, when you do, I mean, the goal with network marketing is to have that time freedom, which I know is not always the case for some people, but for those who do experience that, especially, I think opening up your time and talents for other ways that you can show up and serve things like a podcast or like you said, a course, because really, I think that for me, one of the verses that comes to mind is, well, I love all of James, but the verse in James that says that you ask, but do not receive because you ask for wrong intentions. Uh-huh. And I really feel that is because so often people in network marketing or in business in general are seeking after that money. But now you have completely shifted and you're seeking his direction and wisdom and how you can take that, turn it and serve others. So it's no surprise that you have had the success that you've had, but it's really exciting to see. Who has inspired you? Who are some mentors that you either seek out, whether they're podcasters, books, things that really kind of strengthen your faith outside the Bible, of course, for your driving business? Yeah, well, I think that you go through seasons of mentorship and there are seasons where I'll look to business specific people and they've played a big role in my business. And here's something funny too, when you ask this question, people might answer and they're like, oh, that's not a Christian or that person doesn't. We have the gift of discernment, my friends. And so you can have a mentor, someone that maybe you glean a piece from that. There was even a time when I listened to Gary Vee and some of the things that he said has been good for me in those seasons. And then there's other times where I'm coming over and one of my absolute favorites is Alex Seeley, who's from The Belonging Co. She's a female pastor with her husband. And I've had moments where like, I am on my knees, just hearing from God in her sermons and in her preaching and along with her husband. So there's been seasons of spiritual growth and mentorship. So be open to what God is leading you to, and then just have discernment. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying, you don't always have to be afraid of consuming different things, whether it be in your business, maybe there's some marriage advice that you need or some podcasts. So Alex Seeley has been a huge one for me. There's been seasons where Stephen Furtick from Elevation Mm -hmm. Church has blessed me big. There has been seasons in business where my clients have blessed me big. And then they've ended up becoming a mentor or friend of mine. There's been seasons where I've had a podcast interview with someone and then God's opened doors for me to go be in a mastermind with that person. So I think just look all around you for the opportunities of mentorship and friendship that God is opening those doors to and then discern through it. Is this from me or from God? The ones from God? Mm -hmm. Porrent. Yes. And he uses all of it. I know I have been so inspired by many secular people. Sometimes even one of the earlier podcasts with Camille Clausen, we were even talking about Frozen, obviously very secular. Disney can even be somewhat controversial sometimes even within Christian spheres, but certainly some of those songs are like worship songs to me because of what they mean in my faith walk and journey. So I love that that you touched on that and threw out some gold. And speaking of discernment, this is kind of crazy, but you and I both this month, felt that kind of pull calling or conviction to step back from social media. And I love that you're sharing that journey. Obviously, you're still going with the podcast and sharing what that looks like along the way. So obviously, go listen to 
her most recent episodes, but what prompted that for you and how has that been? Because social media is such a big part or people think it's such a big part of building their business. Yes. So four years ago, probably maybe three years ago, I went on a vacation and my phone broke and (laughs) I was absolutely torn up about it. You know, at that time I was pouring into social media because I hadn't built the business to what it is now. And I thought I have to be on social. I have to be sharing. I have to be immediately answering DMs. I have to be there. And so I was there all the time and just thought it was a part of building a business of being an entrepreneur. And my phone broke. And I was like, I've got to drive two hours to the nearest iPhone store and get a new phone. And my husband's like, you've lost your mind. Relax. It's two more days. Calm down. And I would try to take his phone and log in, but I couldn't remember my logins. I was crazy. And it was so God because I ended up going the next two days without a phone completely. The weirdest thing happened. My eyes opened for the first time. It was like this veil was lifted. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was seeing experiences in this different way. I was feeling experiences instead of like half-heartedly going through the motions of life, wondering what's happening in this weird virtual reality that we live in. I was fully present. And I decided on that third day coming home on the airplane, I will never not do this again. I will never not delete these apps again on the weekends. And there's been weekends I haven't. I'm going through a launch or I'm on a vacation. I want to share it fine. But that came many years after I had created this habit and routine of deleting them. So I've deleted the apps. Instagram is the one for me that's very triggering. So I've deleted that one. Facebook, 80% of the time, I also delete off of my phone. I don't get on there whatsoever from Friday night to Sunday night. And I've done this for years. And what it did for me was it would break the addiction every week. By Wednesday, I was addicted again. I couldn't not touch my phone. I couldn't not click the thing. I could not wonder who was writing me back. Oh, let me take a picture because I need to put it on stories. Not let me take a picture because I want to savor this moment. It was let me take a picture to put it on story so other people can see it. And it was this weird, like, why? Why do I have this desire for this virtual reality that doesn't Mm -hmm. really matter? And so I would go through that and fine, fine, fine. Well, then I started to have all of these women come into my community and I would tell them, delete it on the weekends. And some of them would, and they would tell me their lives were changed, but 80% would not do it, Heather. And I'm like, why won't they do it, Lord? They won't listen to me that they don't have to have it. My business exponentially grew from the moment I started deleting Instagram and Facebook to today. It is so much bigger than it was when I was over there. And it's because through the obedience, God will provide the fruitfulness and the favor. And he doesn't want us living in a virtual reality held bondage to the end. This is truly, I believe from the enemy, keeping us distracted. So we can't hear from God, keeping us distracted. So we can't pour into our children, keeping us distracted so that we can't pour into our marriages. Mm -hmm. And we are distracted for hours and hours and hours a day. And there is something wrong with that. Mm -hmm. And so they wouldn't do it. And I came to this realization that they wouldn't do it because they didn't believe me that their business wouldn't crumble. And so I set out to prove them wrong. And I said, you know what? I'll delete my stuff for 30 days. I will not put one advertisement on there, organic advertisement. Mm -hmm. I won't do any stories. I won't post about my new episodes. I won't do anything. I will truly go in. I have a team now though, that's managing my Facebook groups because we do have students in there. I'll go in twice a week to check that they're doing what they're supposed to in my Facebook groups. Other than that, I'm out. And it's been two weeks. My podcast stats are up. My revenue grew 40% from the two weeks prior. You're kidding. Uh, Yeah. And my list growth held. I'm like two weeks in and I'm proving to you. 
and nothing apples to apples because the two weeks before I deleted it, I did the same exact stuff in my business that I'm doing this two weeks. It's truly apples to apples and improving it. And so I'm here to tell them when I come back, they better get ready because I get crazy <laughs> on this topic, Heather, is that your only excuse at this point, because I've proven to you that the business will grow without it because we have the podcast. The podcast is how we grow our business. It's not social. Social is where we engage with people who already listen and nobody's on Instagram to purchase. They're there to numb out. They're there to sell their own stuff. So podcasting is where they grow. They have SEO, they touch people. Even my network marketers that are y'all are like diehard. You can have a podcast to grow your network marketing business and get away from social media. Especially if you're like, I'm so tired of finding leads. Well, start a podcast and the leads will come to you. They'll knock on your door. I've helped so many network marketers start a show that has the intention of a personal brand. And then we sell a thing that supports the brand. So anyway, what I'm going to tell them when I come back, Heather, is that I've proven your business can grow without it. So Mm -hmm. at this point, you're going to have to do some hard soul searching if you are still not willing to lay it down. Because what that tells me is it is truly an idol in your life. Mm -hmm. And you are putting your social media usage above God. Period, end of story. And I know that is highly triggering for many people listening right now. And I am not condemning you. I am challenging you to ask the question, why do I think I need something so desperately that I am unwilling to get rid of it for two days a week? Mm -hmm. We cannot answer that question, lay it at the feet of Jesus and he will answer it for you. Oh my goodness, Steph. I think you just rocked some worlds, mine included. And it's amazing confirmation to know that that decision almost at the exact same time as you has already blessed my life. And I haven't even checked my podcast stats. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I know it'll be interesting to see, but I think you're exactly right that not only the obedience to trust that God is going to be the one to send you those people, right? Like he's going to be the one to send you those leads, especially when you eliminate those idols and the things that are distracting you. And it's crazy how much time you get back in your day too. Oh you way? I have this habit tracker. I have these habits for myself every day. There hasn't been a week in like two years that I've hit every single habit all seven days. And for two full weeks, I'm like, I have all this time. Which habit should I do now? So much time and so much revelation. There's been these big questions I've had that I had taken to God before this and said, Hey, Lord, like I'm going to hand you this thing. And I would love to receive some revelation in return. And I mean, from day one, Heather, it was like answered prayer here, revelation of what you should do here, direction on this one opportunity here. That's God sent. He will move Mm -hmm. when you are obedient. Let go, let go and see what he does. That is so great. I love you ending on that advice. So I love to point people to where they can find you. So when you are back on social media or where can they go to kind of stalk you? And also if they're interested in learning more about your courses, what's the best place to find you? For sure. So you guys, the number one place to come hang out with me is my podcast. So that's the Stephanie Gas Show and it's spelled S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S. And the other place is stephaniegas.com. I have a free workshop over there. If you're like, I need clarity. What would my podcast be about? How would I integrate my network marketing with the podcast? A great place is my free workshop. So that's at stephaniegas.com. And then when I'm back on the socials, my handle's just at Stephanie Gas. Easy, easy. easy. And I can tell you, if you have ever wanted to start a podcast, Steph is your girl. I'm so grateful for my girl, Justina, who has started her podcast now, but she's the one who pointed oh, you to oh. me. And so I'm grateful for all of the support that you've given me and all the wisdom that you've shared with us. So thank you so much, Steph. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. 
I hope y'all enjoyed this episode and make sure to share with a friend. I'd also be forever grateful if you'd be willing to leave me a review over on iTunes. And don't forget to check out heatherkburge.com for lots more info. Have a great week.